0: Thanks, Charlene, for that great uh, commercial. I'll pay you later. <laughs> let's uh, let's pray for a minute. Dear Lord God, we just praise You for what You're doing in this community, dear Lord God, in our lives, in this church, just for, um, yes, all these things going on. We, we pray you pour out Your Spirit on this community, dear Lord God, that, that many would be convicted of sin and would come to You, bow the knee, receive You as Savior, and just experience Your forgiveness and Your joy, dear Lord, just... Bring many into your kingdom, dear Lord. Bless these efforts, we pray. And We pray for our, our leader, uh, Sam Aragonus right now. Just refresh him on his sabbatical, dear Father. Just uh, anoint him and Colette. unite them together, protect them in the name of Jesus, dear Lord, and anoint their trip to the Philippines coming up next week, dear Lord. Just uh, give them much uh, ministry opportunities there in the school they're visiting and with uh, their family. And just, again, uh, give them safe uh, journeys and bring them back to safely. I pray your anointing on me right now. Just uh, speak through me. Give me your words. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Um, Just blown away by what God's doing. Hopefully you got a sense of that from the video and the the testimonies. Um, Just to add to Charlene's a little bit, part of her ministry to, to her school is she almost makes a partnership with her grade eight Christians at the start of the year. She figures out who those are. And and then if people ask spiritual questions in the classroom, she lets them answer them or gives them Bibles to give to students. So then, you know, she's officially within the TDSB, uh, you know, Toronto District School Board guidelines, but still has a powerful ministry. Um, you heard Jim share about the schools uh, kicking us out so many years ago. I don't even know the details of that, but uh, right now we're working in five schools in North Etobicoke with four more that want us in to do uh, youth outreach programs, So we just can't respond to the need, but... Just praise God for that, and none of this would be possible without the, the volunteer efforts of many of you, many people in this church, over a hundred men, women, and youth are involved in these various ministries, making them happen. So again, just thank you for, for investing your time and, and investing in this community in, in this way. Um, and, and the commitment also goes to the spouses. Uh, the Melodia del Midas and Cheryl Gunaratnams who uh, hold the fort down at home with young children while their husband Tony does hockey or their husband Suresh leads Alpha here. And uh, many of you sacrifice in that way. So again, thank you for for that. Um, Being part of this church has been so huge. Uh, It happens that this weekend exactly was uh, the first weekend 10 years ago that Cynthia and I started attending here. Uh, Time flies when you're having fun, eh? But... Um, we had no children there and you'll see a couple of them in the back row now but um, basically I was with Nortel Networks at that time in the finance job and then five years ago through uh, after volunteering with youth for two or three years here God called me to Youth Unlimited and I left Nortel and and joined them full-time five years ago so that's a bit about my story and again Thank you for those who've been part even of that huge transition, who uh, have prayed for us faithfully faithfully over all these times, uh, contributed to our support, contributed to the support of other parachurch workers, such as the saffron team of uh, Cheryl and Esther and and many other Youth Unlimited staff that are here now as well. Again, this wouldn't be possible without your investment of time and, and, and money and prayer. So just thank you so much for all that. As you can tell, this has been a very exciting time for me especially as God continues to unite the body of Christ across denominational and cultural barriers. Um, it's just uh, it's been a cry of my heart. Um, and just we have the leadership of 10 plus Rexdale, Etobicoke area churches who meet together twice a month for prayer and fellowship for each other and for our community. And once a month, we meet with the police, Division 23, with uh, Superintendent Ron Tavener. And at the end of every meeting there, we, we pray for, again, our community and for our police. And um, through that partnership, something called the uh, Boston Strategy is coming to Etobicoke. And we're being quite creative in calling it the Etobicoke Strategy. But uh, anyway, um, but it's, it's a Christian-run uh, initiative. It's uh, you know a pastor-led initiative but that partners with police and correctional services to, to reach at risk families. Basically, in Boston, uh, the pastors came to police and said, Hey, look, you know, for every ten troublemakers, you know, one of them's hardcore and probably needs to go to jail. But there's nine that are just followers that are just getting into this stuff like, you know, and can be helped, can get out of it. You know, so we'll give we'll help you get the one hardcore guy. He needs he needs to do some time. But but work with us to give us back the nine, to work with them, mentor them, provide them jobs, and these kind of things. So that's coming to uh, to North Etobicoke. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. Um, so enough uh, commercial. Let's start uh, the message now. Tonight, uh, I want to challenge you on the next three most vital pieces that need to occur for our community to be transformed. The first one begins right here with us and our relationship with God. The uh, The next two... Um, involve us reaching our coworkers and neighbors right where we're at, and and also our, the Rexdale community, um, both with the love of Jesus. So, first, um, imagine with me for a second, all those in in Rexdale area churches striving to love God with all their heart, mind, strength, and soul more than anything else in this world, loving him full out. What does that look like to you? I want you to really think about this for a second. What's it look like to you to love God full out? Okay, now I'm going to give you some things of what it looks like to me. This is people worshiping God full out, praying gut-wrenching, heart-enlarging prayers, praying God, do whatever it takes to bring revival in my life, in my church, and in our community. People crying tears of joy for what Jesus has done for them, His forgiveness, His blessings, His every-minute presence with us. People deeply repenting of their sins and watching sin struggles fall away as the Spirit of God overtakes them and heals them and as their love for God grows more and more every day. Christians weeping over the lost or hurting in their workplaces or their neighborhoods or communities and imploring God to break through the sin struggles to bring down strongholds in the name of Jesus for the glory of Jesus. And Christians striving to love their neighbors as they love themselves given the first fruits of their time and money passionately, enthusiastically, out of overflowing gratitude for what Christ has done in their lives. What does this look like for you specifically in this next week? Um, I want you to look in your bulletin for a second right now. There's an orange insert there. And we're going to deal more with this right at the end of service, but you can be scanning it now, even while I'm talking, if you like. But the top item in that, I want you to make some commitments today, um, or at least seriously bring this home and, and carefully make them within the next week. And just, um, I can't remember exactly what it says, but basically one thing before God that you want to work on in your relationship with Him to uh, to, to grow that relationship. So I hope, you, I hope this gives you a vision of what revival might look like in your life, in this church, and even this community. Um, Men and women of Rexdale, if this doesn't stir something in your heart, then I just I challenge you that uh, uh, just go away and ask God to show you something. Try something new to refresh your relationship with Him and 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 get a kickstart. Um, it, it has to happen. Um, I'm I'm far away from living this out in my life. At some level, we're all hypocrites, right? But you know, praise God for His grace. You know, it's, but that's a strive for growth. That, that's what the point is. Um, you know, and you need to believe that. Even though a lot of this might be, seem like works or, or, or doing this to, to know God, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's about loving God. And, and you need to believe that the freedom, the joy, the fulfillment, the power, love, forgiveness, and presence of Christ far outweigh um, all the, the pleasures of the world that the world has to offer. So what in the world does all this have to do with evangelism and outreach ministries of Rexdale Alliance Church? And I would say everything. It's the it's core. That's where we got to start. Um, all our volunteers and, and this church and hopefully every other church in Rexdale just uh, living for him full out. Uh, our community is deeply enmeshed in um, post-modernistic, you know, relevant worldview that basically says any way of living is viable as long as it works for me or it works for you. And uh, there is no absolute truth. Um, the only way we can break through uh, with the truth of jesus in that is through again the gut-wrenching prayers the 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 prayers that god would break through those lies of the enemy and also through through just living christ-like lives before them lives that work and and would uh, attract people to jesus so if real revival and awakening were to occur god's spirit would be poured out on us in our community in such a way that that relational ministry would just be occurring naturally. We almost might not need some of these programs anymore because people will be coming into the church asking questions, looking to be discipled just on their own. So that's the, the end of the first challenge, to just be revived in our relationship with God. The second and third challenges are, are for the uh, second one, reaching our coworkers and neighbors and um, just basically outreach where you're at in your workplace in your neighborhood in your school or in your your child's school you know kind of like Charlene said take your take Jesus to work with you and um just being in the workplace doesn't mean you're salt and light like be intentional about it pray for people there interact with them have them over to to your in your home to to develop deeper relationships when i was started at nortel my uh, first two years, I was pretty quiet about my faith. Um, I was just adjusting this corporate world, but uh, I kind of regret that it took two years to finally uh, get out there a bit more. I, I still had some significant conversations in that time, but, um, but after two years, God just really laid it on my heart uh, that Nortel was my mission field. And uh, from that time, three to ten of us Christians at Nortel started meeting together once a week to pray for accompanying each other. And we ended up having two Christmas services in their auditorium and an Easter service to which 30 to 50 plus of our coworkers attended, and in each service, uh, you know one of us shared a challenge to uh, to receive Christ, um, well, maybe not receiving him, but to seriously consider committing to him and not just uh, viewing him as the the infant babe in the manger. And that was just a significant experience, you know, especially before I left. Um, so God has placed you right where he wants you to be. And if you don't think you're where you want to be, then pray before him and ask him, ask him to get you where you should be very quickly. Because um, uh, there's no joy in a workplace where you're not where he wants you to be. So my third challenge um, is, uh, the, the, again, the, the one about the work, That's the workplace, I believe, is going to be the mission field of, of the, the next decades, if not the century. Um, it's, it's a place where... We're five days a week. So as I move into the challenge to support us in the outreach initiatives in, in this community, I just I want you to know the, the workplace, uh, really, if, if you take that as your intentional ministry place to, to invest, then that, that should be your number one ministry. Um, but anyway, uh, let's talk about this community. It's a very needful community. We have Tandridge and Jamestown and Dixon Road. Uh, many socioeconomic issues in these communities. Um, for those who don't know, Tanders is just a, a five minute walk from here, just uh, directly east of the church, one minute drive. And uh, Jamestown is just a five minute drive, just over Kipling and Albion, basically, and going a bit west from there. Um, Jamestown has been highlighted by Mayor David Miller as one of the top four at risk communities in this city. It was, until about a year ago or so, the murder, murder capital of, of Toronto. Um, and, and we think that, that part of the reason it's not the case this last year is that God is moving. Um, again, working with the police and the Christians, the police give us a lot of credit for crime going down 29% last summer, and it's stayed down most of this year so far, so praise be to him for that. But still, a, a rough area. Um, some of the socioeconomic challenges are single-parent homes, lower income living below the poverty line often, uh, severe lack of of positive male role models, and a lack of success in school among their youth, especially male youth, which often leads to them uh, getting gang and drug involvement. And and a teacher actually spoke to me last night after last night's service, and she says in her grade eight class, she sees a female youth getting involved in gangs at this point as as much as males. And that's a trend in the states already that definitely is coming here. So it's Soon going to be gender neutral, which is a shame. But, um, but independent of of those areas that have these huge socioeconomic needs, we also have the nations here that they're they're a bit more, you know, ahead of the game financially next sort of thing. But, but uh, if you want uh, a missionary field without leaving Canada, the Rexdale community is it. Just as you heard from Esther, just uh, the nations are here and they're wide open to have. Uh, relationships with us, including Muslims. I don't know if Jan Gledhill is is here, but uh, we didn't get her on the video, but she is a ministry to um, Muslims in the Dixon Road area, and I know this summer there's different teams coming in that are going right into the the homes of of many Somali Muslims to tutor their children and interact with them, and this has been going on for for years. So the the doors are open. Um, I challenge you, uh, a story Esther told me about a Pakistani uh, lady... Um, recently said to her um, that just like Pakistani women hide behind their veil uh, or their Purdue I believe it's called um, Canadians are also hiding behind their veil and her point in saying that is uh, foreigners find us cold and I, I think I think in this church it's people that meet us here I think find that different but in general Um, Canadians are maybe fearful, um, maybe even a bit racist about interacting with with other uh, cultures. And I just uh, really really encourage you to um, consider um, how you might interact with other cultures in in the future. Um, So now we're going to have the Bible quizzing team and some of our outreach uh, volunteers come up here to uh, read a few verses for us. Uh, This team, come on up. This team uh, has memorized 200 to 700 verses, mainly from the book of Matthew this year. And uh, the reason I'm having them up here is because a lot of the verses I felt led to uh, share in the message are from Matthew. So, uh,
1: so like Scott said, my name is Brian Holton. I run the Bible Closing Ministry here, and it's for grade 7 to 12, and also, as he highlighted, Um, They've been involved in some very serious memorization, and that's something that we're involved with, um, with churches all over southern Ontario, and there's somewhere upwards around 300 youth um, in southern Ontario that are memorizing that large of a portion of scripture every year, and so it's something we're excited about, and I'm going to begin uh, in Matthew 25 at verse 35. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And moving down to verse 40, the king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me.
0: I'm going to read uh, Psalm 126, 5-6. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Matthew 9.
1: Okay, I'm doing Matthew 9, verse 13, uh, the last part of 13. Uh, For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And move it down to verse 36 to 38. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Oh, my bad. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. Oh, my gosh. Like sheep without a shepherd. (laughs) I'm choking here. Okay. Um, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Uh, Asked. Ask the Lord of the harvest, to, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I'll do chapter 10, verses 37 to 39. Anyone who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me Whoever loses his life, whoever finds his life will lose it And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it I'm reading Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 30 Come to me
0: all you who are weary and burdened And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and your burden is light. Thank you, Quizzing Team. So I just want to make a few comments on these verses. Uh, This is not going to be deep Bible exposition as you're used to, but... uh, um, Matthew 25, you know, being involved in uh, any one of these ministries gives you a direct outlet to fulfill um, Jesus' challenge to us, you know, especially NeighborLink, which we haven't mentioned much about about today, mainly because they had a full service two months ago, but uh, through NeighborLink, you can feed the hungry, give water to the thirsty, clothe um, the needy, and uh, even take care of the sick a little bit within that. Um, through saffron and youth unlimited you can welcome welcome a stranger into your house you can do all this on your own as well for sure but um just these are great uh avenues to receive training and, and be mentored within it you know psalm 126 um that uh, verse just really struck me six or seven years ago and um again i just i'd ask you what what do you cry about what you know do you ever are you ever emotional in your relationship with god with the things of god like i, I look at jesus and paul and I, I think these guys were sold out and 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 sh- shedding tears for again harassed and helpless people around them i just challenge you to to really try to to dig up your heart somehow to, to get to that point and, and know that i wasn't at that point even like even six seven years ago when i was first volunteering in this ministry so uh, matthew 9 another huge verse you, you heard in the video just really the cry of my heart just the people of rexdale are harassed and helpless um, and, and we need your help at least to join us to pray for more workers. And, and that could be from other churches. We are looking. We're already, we're already partnering with other churches in the area and, and have some staff from there. But looking for more volunteers, and I believe even some more from this church um, are ready to be mobilized for some of these ministries. Uh, let me read you a quote from the Boston Strategy. This probably isn't a direct quote, but it's uh, the, the pastor who leading it basically. I heard him say it on a video. And uh, it's a drug dealer speaking to a pastor. So, when Johnny goes to school, I'm there, you're not. When Johnny comes home from school, I'm there, you're not. 90% of the time, I'm there, you're not. I win, you lose. And that's the truth. Okay, that is the hardcore truth. And uh, so, I praise God that we have the drop-in center, that we have after-school programs, that we're starting to be there first. We're starting to be there at least equal, if not sometimes more so, than, than the drug dealers in our, in our uh, area. So again, please join us in prayer that we could have uh, more volunteers to go into the schools that want us in and, and, and all these other things to, to beat the negative forces there. Uh, another thing just on the need for volunteers, the expansion is coming that we've heard about over these last seven weeks. Um, already our small groups in the drop-in center center are sometimes 15 to 20 students each um, because we'll have 40 students out for our spiritual day and we'll only have three small group leaders to, to help that. And other days, on our regular days that aren't spiritual, we'll have 60 to 70 students out just to play the activities, but we might only have two adults in, in the whole place, so not a very good supervision situation. And I believe after the full single gym is done and the new youth room is done, we could easily have 100 to 150 students coming across the street from TCI, but to accommodate that, we need a huge influx of of volunteers to uh, help us uh, relate to these students and supervise the drop-in center. Um, Matthew 10, you know, again, just a challenge to love God more than anything else. That was a verse that talked about uh, loving God, you know, more than your sons and daughters even. And I have three beautiful sons, you know. It's... uh, very difficult to, to do, you know, at some level for sure, because I love my sons uh, huge. But um, that's what Jesus calls us to do. So um, anyway, and just in case this is all too much of a burden for you, this is why we ended with Matthew 11:28 to 30. And uh, this is very much a burden for me quite regularly. I'm quite uh, overwhelmed with what God's doing, um, mainly with joy, but sometimes the negative stuff piles up too and, and knocks you for a loop. But But ultimately it drives me to jesus and that's what it's got to do for all of us that uh you know ultimately his yoke is easy and his burden is light he'll he'll carry it and that's been my experience powerfully in this so i want to quickly move into um you know what are some reasons for non-involvement still and uh, i got a huge list here we won't be able to cover it all but uh know that for every every reason even though i'm not going to speak to them all here um if one of these reasons hits you that i don't speak to feel free to call me up and talk to me about it because I believe other than one of them that um, all of them have a potential uh, legitimate uh, out from. So, uh, so the first reason I hate about evangelism. Um, evangelism is not my gift or call. Um, and okay, I'll talk to it in a second. So number two, too young. I'm too young or I'm too old. Number three, I have a weak relationship with God currently, so there's no way I should be, you know, ministering to anybody else. Um, I'm on this number four. I'm on the sidelines for healing. Number five, I'm too busy. Young family, personal sports, whatever. Number six, um, uh, I'm pursuing money too much at some level. Number number seven, I can't relate to other cultures. Number eight, I'm fully committed to another ministry or ministries. Number nine. Can't relate to youth, let alone modern-day youth culture. Uh, Number 10, concerned about my reputation at work or in my neighborhood. Number 11, I just have a huge workload. Don't have anything on my plate right now, which I know is a a real issue for some. Number 12, I don't live in this community. And number 13, the the need is just too overwhelming. You know, I just wouldn't know where to start. So I I believe that only number 8 is uh fully legitimate out if you're fully committed to another ministry or ministries definitely some of the other ones um can be legitimate depending on the, the situation and 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 for sure you know health or or the young family issue for a period of time definitely are are legitimate but um but you want to uh, quickly try to address uh, seven of them so the first one i hate evangelism um hopefully you don't really but um i just i, I uh, a, a YU staff person's wife actually said that in, in, a, in an interview one time, and kind of like, whoa, we're about evangelism. So, but anyway, it was that what they what they hated is like the in-your-face stuff, the the tracks, you know, that, that kind of thing. But um, but ultimately, you know, Matthew 28:19, we're all called to make disciples. Um, and yes, you might not have might not have the gift of evangelism. Only 20% do, based on um, uh, research that's been done. But only half of that 20% know they have it. So that means 10% of a church population has a gift of evangelism but doesn't even know it because they've never tried to really get involved in some you know, evangelistic ministry. So again, that might be you. Maybe you're missing out on just huge joy and rewards God has for you because you have that gift and you're not using it. And even if you don't have that gift, though, again, we're all called to it and you can serve in other areas, administratively, prayerfully, prayerfully. Um, with child care, um, grant writing, fundraisers, ESL, other things that aren't directly evangelism. I want to tell you a little story about my wife just uh, briefly. She was um, doing an evangelism course in East Hamilton at one point. It was a bit of a seedy area. She's walking around with her partner, and we weren't having much luck inviting people out to an event that night. This car kept driving by, and this kind of grisly, overweight, uh, rough-looking guy was in the car, you know, and... Um, But he kept coming by, and they're like, well, maybe God's bringing him here for us to invite out tonight. So they walk up to the car and say, hey, you want to come out to this event tonight? And he says, "Uh, oh, great, I'm glad I met you. You can tell me how to get to that event, because I'm the speaker for tonight. Uh, It it turns out he was a former uh, biker gang guy who'd come to Christ, and so he was the guy coming to speak. That's why he looked so rough. But anyway... um, so even uh, you don't have to worry about handing out tracts in 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 these ministries that we're talking about. Um, it's it's relational ministry, being a friend, showing Jesus love, um, clearly all the way. So too young, too old. Uh, you saw Samantha Egbiani on the on the video, grade A student who's uh, you know had a, a witnessed your your class. Joel Favron as well, uh, one of our uh, workers at, at Beaumont. Mark Gagnon. So it doesn't matter about being too young too old, um, we didn't get Joe Rainery on the video, but Joe, if not for his volunteer efforts at the drop-in, um, the drop-in wouldn't be open half the time it is. He's he's there every time it opens. This is a steady supervision uh, you know, uh, process. And also in our Evergreen group, we have June Moore and Ruth Maxwell and others who make sandwiches uh, almost every week to support the uh, Youth Unlimited's light patrol outreach to homeless youth downtown. So no matter how old you are, I really think um, there's still something you could... You can do. Obviously, if if it's physically limiting, then then that's not the case. But um, number three, uh, this weak relationship with God currently. um, The the two the two years before I started volunteering with youth in 1996, uh, I probably opened my Bible less than 20 times in that full two years, and probably prayed significant even less than that. So I wasn't really in a solid place with God. But getting involved in the ministry within three or four months like gave me the Kick in the butt I needed to to get down to business. If I was going to be working with youth, um, you know, it was high motivation to uh, to get uh, growing in my relationship with God again. So um, so maybe that's maybe that would happen to you if, if you step in if you feel you're in a dry uh, dry point in time. Um, number four on the sidelines for healing. This is for sure legitimate. Um, however, I know two individuals who volunteer significantly with NeighborLink who have been fighting depression for for a year or two years Um, and yet that at least gives them some purpose in their lives that will hopefully help them get over their depression Um, number five too busy a young family definitely i have three young kids Uh, my wife's not volunteering too much too many things these days she's keeping everything uh, 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 in balance at home although she probably volunteers helping keeping me in line a lot but uh, this is a good support but Arlene, who is on the video for the Drop-in Center, she is a two-year-old daughter, and basically Jen Hill looks after her daughter two hours on Wednesday and Thursday over the lunch period, so Arlene can volunteer here. So even if you feel called to some of this, you know maybe you can offer to look after somebody else's children, or, or you know talk to Nickaria about uh, you know that possibility to be free. There's other too busy. Um, you know a lot of things keep us busy a lot of it's good but sometimes here I know even for myself personally I just I need to die more to Christ um, you know just uh, so I challenge you maybe some of you need to die more to Christ in the area of you know are you playing sports more than twice a week or are you uh, watching more than five hours of TV a week or something like that and just um, you know time can be freed up if, if, if you if you want it to be um, two final ones just address quickly uh money sunder's talked about largely but i just i did want to read one one quote uh just briefly i know several ministry families who in order to do the ministry god's called them to do in this city with young children live on less than forty thousand dollars a year and um that might seem impossible but the only way it's possible for them is that they carry a mortgage mostly in the hundred thousand dollar range or less and to do that they, they don't do vacations. They don't buy new cars. And I'm not saying that has to be the case, but there is a way that uh, you can free up time um, from the money. And number seven, can't relate to other cultures. Um, this is what we'll be doing in heaven uh, every day, so worshiping with the nation. So, so practice now. And, um, and I ask, have you ever tried? Have you ever actually had someone in your house that's from a different culture, especially someone who's not Christian, and challenge you to really consider uh, doing that in your neighborhood? So just as we move to conclusion, again, if you can take the orange insert um, that we pulled out earlier from the bulletin, they are different ministries um, highlighted there, and just uh, like you to take a look at um, those. I don't expect you to drop them off today, but if, if you want to, you can drop them a benevolent offering on the way out, and otherwise you can return them throughout the summer, and uh, we'll contact you as we look to start up a lot of these ministries in the fall. So in conclusion, just please strive to go deeper with God, loving Him full out. And please continue to pray for this community and for those of us who are striving to reach it with the love of Jesus. And please love your neighbor as yourself, in your workplace, in your neighborhood. And join us as you're able to invest your time in making a difference in this community. Thank you. There's a prayer and study guide at the back if you want to pick that up and review that this week. My benediction for you is to go and receive God's love for you deep within your heart. Go and love him back fully with all your mind, soul, strength, and heart. (laughs) And uh, go and uh, invest in your workplace. Make disciples of the nations in your workplace and here in this community. Be blessed.